You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, we got part two of our fall camp preview series with uh, preseason practices set to begin at the University of Miami on Friday, August 6th. Uh, we now know that they will begin fall camp with night practices beginning at six o'clock. So as always, stay locked on to InsideTheU.com for content coming out of fall camp on day one. That will be in the evening, so 8, 9, 10 o'clock. Uh, we will definitely have the site filled with content for you. Um, if you missed our previous podcast, uh, Christopher Stock and I uh, did some videos for the YouTube channel at Inside the U. So I'd highly recommend you guys going and subscribing there. Uh, that was the audio version. Part one was the audio version of the offensive preview. And this podcast, part two, is the audio version of those videos all put together uh, on the defense and special teams previews for fall camp. So again, highly recommend you guys uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel because there is plenty of good content being dropped on there as well. Uh, Also want to highlight a new sponsorship uh, that we are excited about here on the podcast, Through the Spoke podcast with Homefield Apparel Company. Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand that uh, creates officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Uh, This fall, they will be uh, doing season two of their big new Saturday series uh, where they launch a new school on their site every Saturday for 16 weeks straight. And this Saturday, August 7th, Homefield will be premiering their Miami collection. Um, Homefield digs through the archives and, and the history of, of every school, and they look to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your program. I know for the Miami collection, I, I've been shown a sneak preview of, of some of the designs, and I have to say they are excellent, uh, clean, retro designs with various Sebastian the Ibis uh, logos from the past. Um, My favorite, as I mentioned on the previous podcast, they have a design of Sebastian running through the smoke. Um, I'm definitely going to be picking that one up. Uh, Miami Hurricane team of the 80s, definitely a cool shirt. Lots of great designs, lots of, you know, clean vintage looks that, that you can wear um, anywhere. So it's not a corny looking sports shirt. It's a well-designed sports shirt. I'd highly recommend you guys taking advantage of the promo code we are offering. Thanks to our partnership with home field. Uh, again, when this drops on August 7th, this Saturday at noon, um, you can get 15% off. That's one, five percent off your purchase with the promo code inside the U, no spaces, inside the, and then the letter U, uh, when you check out at homefieldapparel.com. Take all my money. It, it's all great stuff there. I think you guys will definitely be happy with the collection and all the options you can purchase there. So with that in mind, uh, let's move on to the podcast and get to the defensive previews for fall camp. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back here with another preview series for fall camp. We're going to look at the defensive line. There's a lot of things to talk about with this group. We're going to name the best player, the breakout player, and the top freshman of the group. There's so many replacements that need to be made, so many guys competing for spots um, with Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche moving on. So talking about this defensive end group, David, what are your thoughts on this group? And then also, um, yeah, we'll start with this and then we'll get right into that best player of the group uh, as, as a whole here. Yeah, defensive end, they, they really need to hit on another transfer, in my opinion, right? DeAndre Johnson, who comes in from Tennessee. I think produced at a, at a pretty good level at Tennessee, but the hope would be he's even more productive at Miami in this aggressive 4-3 system, which I do think that chance is there. You know, Manny Diaz's favorite stat he likes to roll off is every year of his defensive system, they've had a defensive end total eight sacks in a season. I think there's still a chance that that tradition continues, so to speak, this year if DeAndre Johnson is healthy the whole year and uh, ready to go, which no reason to, to think otherwise. I like DeAndre's ability. I also like just kind of being around him a little bit on the offseason, kind of just observing him. Um, got to see him talk to a high school team and um, just his maturity, kind of where he is yeah. at as a player. I, I really like that. I saw him talking to um, Calais Campbell a little bit at the Paradise Camp, just kind of picking up on tips. I think he's going to be an impactful player. I think he's going to be, I don't know if he's going to, he's not going to be a Jalen Phillips production. I don't right. see that. I think he could be, be similar to Quincy Roche. Obviously, Quincy was a better player coming before he got to Miami that, than DeAndre. But, right. you know, in terms of production, maybe you could see similar level of production while he was at UM. Um, but he's definitely an interesting one. I, I'm very curious to see what we're gonna what we're gonna see from Jafari Harvey. We've talked about him quite yeah. a bit for the first couple of years. A lot of people are intrigued by him. I've been wanting to see more, and it's not necessarily right. about um, it, it's about what we've seen in those opportunities, whether it's limited or not. We I just wanted to see him make more plays, and yeah. this is his opportunity. Zach McLeod at defensive end. Very curious to see if he can be an impactful, at least in his role. So very curious to see. Um, let's go with the breakout player before we name the yeah. best player of this group. But who do you think of the breakout player of the defensive line? Include defensive tackles in this in this listing okay. as well. Well, I'll go. I mean, I'll go with the guy I hope is the breakout player, and, and that would be Jafari Harvey. Um, I think he's a he's one of the guys on the team that is going to be a new face uh, on this defense a new role, hot starter role that I think legitimately has the talent to be a good player, right? Like there's going to be new names at linebacker. We'll see how that goes. Um, but I, I do think Jafari Harvey has the physical talent to be an impact player. Like you said, he, he needs to make impactful plays now that he has a chance. That's kind of been an up and down thing with him early in his career, but the word I'm getting behind the scenes is, is it is starting to come together. And, and the vibes I'm getting is that him and DeAndre Johnson have separated themselves from the pack of the rest of the defensive ends. And that includes Zach McLeod, which I think is a good thing because you want Zach to be a situational guy. So I'll go with Jafari. I'm curious who you go with. Yeah. So my breakout player of the group, it's a little bit different. I was thinking about Jafari because you know, the things you've heard about and what we've seen, we do like some of the flashes yeah. we've seen just want, want to see a little bit more production. You know, I'm going to go with Jared Harrison hunt. And it's a little bit of surprise in the sense of would he classify as a breakout player? Because, you know, the first couple of years, you start to see as a freshman last year, I think um, he didn't right. have that true impact that you're hoping for. So I'm going to go with Jared Harrison hunt because, you know, it's not a surprising player, but more just the totality of a season, in terms of reps, production, I think he's going to have one of those really good years. I think he's got a chance to have one of those really good years. Once again, not a surprise. If you've paid attention to the team, 
you know about Jared and his potential and his abilities, and you've seen it in flashes. I just think in terms of a breakout guy, maybe more on, on an all ACC type of a player, yeah. I think he can have one of those seasons. So he's my pick. And alongside that, my best player, I think the best player of the group, I do like what DeAndre Johnson's bringing to the table, but I think Nessa Jade Silver is the best defensive lineman they have. Um, and I think one of the things we saw last year, he took a jump um, in terms of playing time produced. I yeah. think he can still do more. I'm yeah. very curious to see how he does. Also, I'm very curious to see what he does without guys like Jalen and Quincy, because you can have, um, there's more attention on you right. as a player when you don't have other guys along the line with that proven um, ability. Yeah, I think, you know, Nesta, Nesta just needs to be more consistent, in my opinion, right? Like there were definitely games and quarters that he took over and he would wreck the line of scrimmage and, and only special defensive tackles can do that. But there were some other games, other weeks where he was he was relatively quiet, right? So I think he just needs to sustain that high level that he can reach uh, more consistently. And if he does, he's going to be an all ACC guy. And your Harrison Hunt pick is a very good one. You know, people in the program do feel like he's ready to make that type of leap that you're hinting at. Um, and so we'll see if he can get it done. I'm sure you're going to get into him, but, you know, Leonard Taylor, I'm a huge fan. I know you're a huge fan. I just want to see him on the field. I think he will. I, I don't think this coaching staff is going to play around and, and leave him off the field. He's a playmaker. If you like what you saw from Jared Harrison Hunt as a freshman, you're you're going to like what you what you got in Leonard Taylor. Oh, yeah. I think this coaching staff is going to get him in there. I think physically he's ready. I think yeah. he's put on a few more pounds. I like his quickness. I, I think he's going to step right in. It is always difficult at that position for young guys to really make an impact, but you can put him in a certain role. I think he'll be good. I think he's going to be one of those guys that produces quite a bit at Miami. You should yeah. be excited about him. I know everyone sometimes um, a little bit hesitant on the hype that you hear from high school, but he's the real deal. I've enjoyed yeah. watching him in high school. I think it's going to translate. I think it will translate immediately. Yeah. I remember. So at paradise camp, I asked him, you know, how much, how much are you weighing now? And, and what'd you come in at? So he arrived in May. He said at 274. And at Paradise Camp, he was already weighing 305 pounds. It was all good weight. So, yeah, physically, like as a true freshman, he's ready to play um, day one. We'll see if the technique and able to read things that you need to read on the inside there, if he's able to do that. But physically, he's got it all. Um, you know, he's, he's probably the best defensive tackle signee Miami has added since I've covered the team. So, Hopefully they get him in there and uh, let him do what he can do. Yeah, and it's again, it's just going to be very interesting to see him in fall camp because he wasn't here in the spring. But I think one of the things that stood out to me, just kind of see him over the summer, we talked about his weight uh, change. When you look at him, I know this might seem a little different because you said he added quite a bit of weight, but he doesn't look. No, um, which is good. He's lean. Right. Right. Yeah. It doesn't look noticeably bigger, if that makes any sense right. at all. But um, I like that, you know, it will be important at the collegiate level. Um, I think, you know, maybe there will be times where or maybe the first game where he's not you know, making all the plays you're hoping for immediately. It's such a again, it's such a tough position for, for fr true freshmen to come right in. But I think it just goes to show how much we think of his ability that we do think he can have one of those good years, productive years. I think he could be one of those productive players in the rotation at defensive tackle wouldn't be surprised at all to see his playing time go up throughout the season as he gains more experience, understands what it takes. I think one of the things too that I like about Leonard is he's got different ways he can beat you. You know, he could beat you with his size yeah. and his push. Um, you know, even being a young guy, I like this. He's got good footwork. He can kind of get, um, make Ants. moves laterally, you know? So I yeah. think there's different ways he can be. And I think sometimes, regardless of what position you play, sometimes you're a little bit of a one trick pony of what you can do at the collegiate level at whatever position you're playing when you make that jump into college. But I think he's a guy that, that has a def, definitely um, a couple different assets that he can utilize. I think that's, what's going to make him effective in year one. Before we get out of here, let me ask you how big of a difference do you think Jess Simpson makes? He's coming back. You know, I think last year was tough for Todd Stroud. If we're being honest, COVID year health issues, I think we saw some of that manifest in that UNC game with being not being on the same page, but Jess Simpson's here. Can he get the group to play more cohesive at least? 
Yeah. And I think he's also a little bit different mentality of a coach, even though he's a veteran guy, just coming back with a different, you know, outlook on things. I know he's excited to be back at UM, likes what he has with the group. I, I do think that he'll try to get the most out of him. And I think this defensive line has to play well. You know, there are some question marks. So very curious to see, but I do expect him to make an impact. I think he's going to bring something different to the table that they've had um, with Coach Stroud. We are back here for another series preview and fall camp position group linebackers. We're going to name the best linebacker of the group, as well as the name a breakout player and the top freshman. I am very curious to see where you're going to go with this one, David, because this is the group that I feel is the weakest on the team heading into fall practice. I think they've got a lot of question marks. Very curious to see who steps up, but as it stands or or what your thoughts are with this group, who is the best linebacker? E. Um, can I pick? Can I, can I go with the striker? Yeah, we have not talked about where strikers are going to fit. I was going to put them with defensive backs, but they do play okay. close to the line of scrimmage. Let, let's save it with that defensive backs because okay. most of them have that background more as a defensive back. Oh, uh, best linebacker. I guess I will go. I mean, I don't know what his availability is going to be this year, quite frankly, to start the year, but I guess I'll I'll go with Sam Brooks. Um I don't know. That's that's who I go with. <laughs> See, I, I was struggling with it too because last year, who would it be last year? It'd be Bradley Jennings, right? But it definitely feels like Corey Flagg is going to take over at that spot. Um, I still have a lot of question marks with Corey. I, I want to see more. I want to see more um, of his ability to go sideline to sideline. There were games, there were plays at times where I felt like he didn't make enough plays, but sure. year two for him, you're hoping he takes that step up and I know he's a confident guy. I do feel like the coaches like him. Um, yeah. I felt like the way they talk about him, the way um, – I feel like they do have expectations for him. I feel like they they like what he brings to the table. I was going to name or I'm going to name Sam as my breakout player, and I felt a little hesitant on, on where to yeah. go with that because if I'm going to name him the breakout guy, does that mean he's the best linebacker? So it's very curious to see how Sam's going to fit in because last year – it wasn't a positive year for him in terms of being healthy and on the field quite a bit. But if you remember a couple of years ago, he, he does well in the, or he racks up tackles in the bowl right. game. I know that um, then linebackers coach, defensive corner Blake Baker was in, intrigued by Sam um, from that performance. But we'll see. Maybe this is going to be um, Sam's breakout year. We'll, we'll see. I think he could be the breakout guy of the group. I think there are other guys. Avery Huff is a guy that everyone's been waiting on. Um, you mentioned, you know, we talked about Corey flag is Wayman Steed going to take a jump. You know, you just kind of wonder where this is going to go, but I think there's without question, two guys need to step up and be reliable guys. I don't think this, I think it'll be a struggle if they can't pick out two guys that are, um, better than the other two or yeah, better so than the rest of the group. I guess my breakout, I'm just going to double down on the same position, the weak side spot. Cause I, I, I agree. Like, I think Corey's probably going to be the middle, um, and so I think, you know, cause Sam is coming back from a toe thing. Right. Um, and so whether or not he's going to be a full go at the start of camp, we'll see. Um, but I think if he's not a full go, there's a good chance Keontre Smith who played striker last year, gets a real shot to, to show what he can do at weak side. You know, there, there are size concerns there with Keontre. Of course, he's probably more of a, a DB body type in terms of safety. Um, but he is aggressive. He is fast. He has a nose for the ball. To me, the question with Keontre is, can he get off blocks when those offensive linemen or tight end engage him um, and run blocking? Can he get off those blocks and still make tackles or impact the play in some way? Um, I, I like Keontre, quite frankly, at weak side compared to striker. So I'm here for the experiment. And so... I guess I would nominate him as a breakout guy. But as you alluded to, I think linebackers just totally up in the air. Um, you know, even like, I think we assume Corey Flagg's going to be the middle linebacker. That's probably going to be the case. Um, but, you know, if BJ Jennings has a strong camp, he could definitely win the job. I think if Sam Brooks, if they plug him in there, if he's healthy and ready to go, give him a shot at middle. I mean, he's, he's kind of played it before. Um, so, and, and, you know, I'm with you on Wayman Steed, quite frankly, I would not, I would 
I would be surprised, but I would not be shocked if he emerges as, as one of the guys at weak side linebacker. So again, the, the, to me, the biggest thing with this linebacker group is who's going to separate from the pack. Cause right now to me, it's just a bunch of guys. Um, who's going to separate from the pack, the two guys and, and kind of emerge as at least better than the rest. Cause right now I honestly, I couldn't tell you. And I think what stands out to me too, and kind of just going off what you're saying there, because I agree, but I think what stands out is you can't really identify necessarily an ultimate talent guy from the recruiting ranks. Look, most of these guys were similar um, recruits as prospects. They were, they weren't these, um, it wasn't a Leonard Taylor type uh, recruit at linebacker. It's not like you can just automatically point to a young guy and you're just waiting on him. Whereas the other positions on the team, you know, maybe if a guy gets the experience, you, you like the talent, but I think a lot of these guys were similar similarly regarded guys um, coming out of high school. So that's what makes it a little bit more difficult. It's not just about experience. Um, I think they're just kind of similar in talent, I think, levels. So, you know, guys Let will me ask emerge. You this. We'll see. So on the roster, he's listed at striker, right? Chase Smith. I think in the spring game, he played some weak side though. And, you know, against the third team, which, you know, obviously a way different level, but you can still see he has the speed. Um, he has the body type you want at linebacker. Is it crazy to think he could crack the two deep as a true freshman? No. And, and I say, I remember watching the spring game, cutting up his film, cut up everybody on the team essentially. And he was making plays and, and you like right. that. I think when I, you know, we weren't able to be out there for, for spring ball, um, but seeing him, seeing him in person over the summer, you got to see his height um, yeah. in comparison to his other guys. So Again, you see what he's listed at, but actually seeing him in person, you feel like that's there. And I feel like he's going to be a linebacker right. um, at some point in his career. I think sooner would be the best. Um, right. It wouldn't be su- surprising to me because I think athletic, he's, athletically he's there and he makes plays. Sometimes you have guys that are athletically um, there, but but they just don't make enough plays. And I think he's got both. And I think that um, it wouldn't be surprised at all to see him go ahead and make that move um, soon because I, I think he's a guy that can make plays and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And kind of going back to Keontra, again, aggressive player um, yeah. that likes to, you know, that can play in space a little bit there. Um, but like you said, he's got question marks. So it's it's a very intriguing group. And, and some guys are going to have to step up. There, there's no question. Otherwise, they're going to get ran all over once again, like they did against UNC. And right. certainly nobody wants that to happen again. So there'll be a lot of emphasis on, on this group. Um, Avery Huff is a guy that, once again, you I know fans are excited. He was one of those guys that was maybe a little bit more highly regarded as a recruit coming in, but um, we, we got to see it. You know, we, yeah. we got to see it. This is year three for him. So it'll be interesting. There's, there's no doubt about it. Let me ask you this before we get out of here. So I found it interesting at ACC media days, Manny Diaz basically said, yes, there's no doubt the linebacker play has to be better, but he also brought up the point in his opinion, the defensive tackle play needs to be more consistent And if that happens year over year, there will be a trickle down effect, essentially, that the linebacker play will then improve as well. Do you buy that at all? I think there's a chance the defensive tackle can be better. There's a better to me, there's a better chance that that play can be better. Whereas at linebacker, it's hard to say that that group is automatically going to be better. So I think you just put more pressure there, but certainly at least up the middle. But you know, we're talking about runs to the outside, how the defensive yeah. tackles can sh- certainly force backs to the outside in, in the running game. But linebackers, if you're playing two linebackers, they got to have enough speed to get out there, enough um, ability to get off blocks. So I, I, I think I, I understand what he's saying. I think maybe he's hoping that the defensive right. tackle can, um, you know, I think there's more talent there. So I think right, he's saying, potential. right. So, which I think is, there's a fair point, but the bottom line is the linebacker played also just needs to drastically improve where the defensive tackle play. Yeah, they can improve, but it's not drastically improved like linebacker in my opinion. And lastly, before we wrap this up, uh, true freshman um, top guy of this group, who, who do you got? Well, can I go chase already? I already said, um, can I go yeah. with him? Yeah, that oh. works. Uh, make that switch. I, I, I think Deshaun Troutman, I'll go with him. Um, just a little bit of flash that we saw in the spring kind of some stuff that he did in high school. So I'll just go with him, but certainly I like Chase, but um, Troutman is definitely a linebacker, so I'll stick with him. But 
I, I certainly would put Chase over Troutman at this point yeah. if if he does make that change. But definitely an interesting group. Um, that's what fall practices are all about. Um, yeah. Guys have to emerge, and, and the guys know they, they they know that they're a group that has to be better than a year ago. Got to step up. Okay, back here with another video previewing fall practices, previewing the defensive backs. We're going to get to the safeties and the cornerbacks in this one. We're going to name the best player of the group who we think is the best, as well as a breakout player to watch, and then also the top true freshmen um, of this group. Let's get into this, David, with the best player of the group. There's a lot of different routes you could go, um, because like I said, we're doing corners and safety. So who do you think the best defensive back is um, heading to fall, fall practices and into the season here? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with the easy answer and just say Bubba Bolden. Um, you know, there's certainly things he needs to clean up from last season, uh, you know, needs to raise the consistency level with his coverage and also tackling in space. But on the flip side, you saw the high, high playmaking ability, um, the ability to significantly impact games. And, you know, that means a lot, in my opinion. Uh, in football and you know so essentially if Bubba can sustain that playmaking ability and raise his floor which I think is a fair expectation of Bubba last year was his first year of really playing any significant snaps at the college level so now that he's in year two as a starter I think we'll see a more consistent player you know he's on various preseason all-american lists Um, I'll just go with Bubba Bolden I think he's the best player, and I would not be surprised if he if he would sustain his play. Uh, we saw that first half of the season essentially playing at a high level week after yeah. week, and then he was um, ACC defensive back player of the week, I think twice during that that span, and and making a number of plays. And I, I think that it's not out of the question that he can sustain that for the, for a whole season. I also the reason why I think he's the best player, or why he can sustain that play for a whole year is because I trust him as a player, as a person, you hear him talk. He's been this way since we've gotten to know him. Um, He he just gets it. Uh, He's a guy that that strikes me as wants to be good, wants to be better, um, is a leader, has confidence, has played at a high level in high school, um, you know, playing at USC, uh, another uh, highly regarded program. So I I think that, I think he's going to have a a good year, a, a big year. And I think it's important for him, um, to have a big year because the defense, like you said, we just, when we talked about linebackers, there's a lot of question marks there. So if, if you have a safety that's picking up there, I think that'll certainly help. I'm curious about cornerbacks though. Um, yeah. One of the things that strikes me with the cornerback position is these guys that they have all can kind of match up against different receivers differently um, yeah. in terms of what the wide receivers bring into the line of scrimmage to the, to the offense. I think you can match up differently. And I, I kind of like that. I think you've got guys like DJ Ivy with his length. You've got Tyreek Stevenson with a little bit more physicality, a little bit more size. And then you got to Corey couch aggressive, but a little bit on the smaller side, but maybe you can guard those smaller guys a little bit better. Um, Al Blades jr. With experience and kind of more in that all around um, cornerback. Cause he, he doesn't necessarily have the length or the physical, but he just kind of has an all around package. And then um, maybe some of the young guys step up too. So um, I think it's interesting to see, to see this group as a whole, but um, I, more interceptions. I think they've they got to get their hands on, yeah. on, you know, bat down passes a little bit more. We've seen them do it at a time with DJ and Al uh, to Corey too, but I think interceptions, you'd like to see a little bit more playmaking ability with the ball in the air, really uh, provide um, a constant threat in the passing game. Who would you, so let's say base defense, right? So two corners, who, who do you project as the starting two right now? I think, I think maybe Tyreek and DJ, um, but I know, but but it's tough because but Corey's play time, playing time went up quite a bit last year towards the second half of the year, and um, he was their guy. So um, it's very interesting to me, and, and maybe it will be a matchup thing. Maybe if they have bigger receivers, they'll go with those two, and if there's right. a smaller guy, maybe they'll go with Tacori um, and, and Tyreek. Maybe you're looking at that, but. Um, I'm not quite sure, honestly, and I don't, and, and really, I don't know what the coaches are going to do, but also if, if I were in their shoes, I'm not sure what I would do either, because just because you have a, a smaller re- corner in Takori doesn't mean he can't guard taller guys, um, a right. little bit better than that guy with size. So I like Takori's ability. Um, I, I think he's got a chance to be good, uh, year three. I think that's a common theme when, whenever we're talking about going into, any of these position groups is you're talking about guys going into year three, year four, year five. 
a lot right. of experience and the things that you've learned when you cover um, college football is guys do get better at, with experience and what you thought of them in year one or year two. Well, by the time year three and four come up, they're, they're just a different player. They make different impacts. They're in the strength and conditioning program. They understand what it takes. So I think a guy like Takori could be, um, wouldn't be surprising to see him better than he's been the first couple of years. I probably lean towards just because the college game with the hashes, you know, you, you, it's generally speaking boundary and field, right? So to me, Tyreek, probably the boundary. And I would view Takori as their best field corner. So just, you know, generally speaking, base defense, that's how I would view it. But I think you're right. It'll, it'll probably boil down to matchups and quite frankly, just rotations. They might just rotate them as starters uh, week to week to week and have them play similar snaps. However, the game, you know, goes from that point. But I, I do think uh, Tyreek Stevenson has a, is going to be a, a key addition to this group. You know, I think he's, you know, those, those other three, DJ, uh, Al, and, and Takori are solid, but I think Tyreek has the chance to be the number one quarter. And I think that's something that's kind of been missing the last couple of years. And I think he, he's ready to, to take on that, you know, a couple of years of Georgia playing against high level opponents. Um, and I know he, he has high goals. I mean, we, we heard him. I mean, he has high goals for himself and I think that's a good thing. And I think it's good we've seen this at other position groups. Um, I think a wide receiver a couple of years ago with KJ Osborne steps in as a, a veteran guy. And, and, you know, it's kind of interesting to say that because Tyreek, uh, you know, this is year three for him, whereas DJ and Al have a little bit more experience, but just a guy that can kind of step in and, and get right to the top of the depth chart in terms of um, either experience and ability as well. And I think that's going to be important just to have that extra guy that can really be that top guy. And, um, I think he's also a guy that those guys look at to in terms of a confident player, a guy that does yeah. do some things that they're not able to with their abilities. He just has that unique skill set. And I think the things that you're seeing with Tyreek too, you're hearing him work out and um, quite a bit. I think he's got a, a really big emphasis. I think he's got high goals for himself, like I said. Confidence and poise is one thing I do want to see both Al and DJ take a next step with this year. You know, I, I think their ability is better than what we've seen. But I think confidence and poise can improve. And if it does, I think we'll see more consistent play out of those two guys in particular. And I, and with that, I, I really think Al's got a chance um, to be a really solid player um, with those two attributes you just talked about. Because everyone we've talked to, you know, just his personality, um, yeah. from, you know, a lot of his teammates are, are really excited about a guy like Al. And I think when Al's playing well, and doing a good job. I think that helps the whole defense. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Al um, have a good season um, and, and really exude that uh, that confidence and that um, personality that a defense needs. And I, I think Al's got a chance to have a good season. Um, I think at times we've seen it and, and maybe in, I don't want to say short stints with, with a sequence of games, but then, you know, something might happen in another game. It doesn't go quite as well as he would like. So I think he's got a chance to put together a solid season. Again, you're talking about a guy that's played a lot on the last couple of years and, and looking to turn the corner. Um, I, again, I think it's good that they, all these guys have experience and, and they kind of bring something different to the table. Do you see any other corners cracking the rotation? Cause I don't, you got Marcus Clark, Isaiah Dunson, Malik Curtis, I think they're probably a year away if, you know, if we're being honest. Yeah, I don't think they're ready. And I think with Takori Couch as a young player, you thought he could get an opportunity, could be ready if he got an opportunity. I don't feel the same with, with this group. Um, I know Marcus Clark has gotten some opportunities. They like his ball skills and, and things like that. But I, I don't think he brings enough to the table quite yet um, to really yeah. crack that. And, and And, you know, even if he gets in there, how often would he be in there? I think if you've got four healthy guys, those are clearly the four you'll go with. Um, breakout defensive back, let, let's get to it. I, I'm curious who you're going to say with this because, once again, you can go different routes with it. Yeah, I would probably go Tyreek. You know, I think, you know, he primarily played the slot at Georgia, nickel, big nickel role. Um, I think he's out to prove that he can play on the outside on an island at Miami. And I think he's going to be pretty good in that role. So I'll go Tyreek. I think he can be, you know, I don't know, first team all ACC, but I think he can be a second or third team all ACC type player for them this year. That's certainly a good one because 
like you said, he, he's played, but I think taking that jump is, is what, what he's looking to do. I, as a breakout player, again, I think James Williams has a chance. Um, if he gets on the field, I trust his abilities. I, I trust what he can bring to the team. I, I think yeah. I know that he wasn't there in the spring, but I think he's a guy that, that can show what, he, what he's got. I think he's willing to learn, willing to take it all in. Um, I When I'm looking at maybe a breakout guy, I think he's a guy, although once again, I, I understand the Tyreek pick because what he's done um, at Georgia the first couple of years, he's got a chance to really, you know, break out and kind of emerge um, on all conference level and not just be one of those guys you remember as a highly regarded recruit. So uh, I like that, but I think, you know, and, and with that, I think James is top freshman. Um, I'm very interested um, to see how he plays, how he fits in. And I think as another guy that um, we'll see how he does week one, I think he's a guy that could, do some things on special teams before he gets in that base defense. So, um, but I, I'm very curious to see how his whole season progresses. Where are we at on Gervin Hall? Cause you know, he took a step back last year. I think it's fair to say, but in 2019, he was second on the team in tackles. I think, you know, can, can we at least get, no matter what you think of him as a player, would it, it, it would be, it's important for, for him to at least get back to that 2019 level. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think he can be solid. I don't see the the big potential like you see with the bubble Bolden. Um, I don't feel like we've seen something out of Gervin, but I know, that, again, years of experience adding up. Um, last year wasn't the year that he would have liked. Um, I think he could be solid. I think that's what they're looking for. I think he's the guy that you're that would start at safety alongside Bubba at this point. Um, I know they can move Amari Carter back to a safety spot. They they like, you know, they like some of the things he did at striker. Um, and Coach Diaz has mentioned, you know, we'll see how the depth looks at safety, whether we're going to keep him at striker or back, back at safety. So that'll be interesting. But I think I, I could see, I think that, I think it'll be Gervin at safety alongside Bubba. I think that's who they'll go with again. But if he's not playing well, they got a guy like James that can really um, show himself in, in opportunities and, and definitely certainly good enough to be on the field um, if they want to go that route. How much of a hit? I mean, obviously, I think Miami made the right call uh, dismissing him, but uh, just from a playing standpoint, talent standpoint, ability standpoint, how much of a hit is it that Avante Williams is not going to be a part of this secondary? Because in my opinion, I think Bubba Bolden and him had a chance to be one of the best pairings in the country, quite frankly. Uh, Do you think it, it was a big blow just from a playing standpoint? Yeah, I do. And I think some people might disregard a little bit because they haven't seen Avante on the field in games, but I think he was going to be that starter. I think, I think I remember hearing Gervin Hall, the way, look, the way that teammates talk about guys, particularly if they're competing against them for playing time, Gervin's, you know, essentially, I I don't remember exact term, but essentially he was kind of amazed by some of the things Avante could do. So I think it was going to be Avante and Bubba. And I think what Avante was bringing to the table um, was going to be a little bit more than what they have at this current time. And I think um, I, I think he was going to make an impact. I think he was going to be a starter throughout the season. Um, it's hard hitting ability, stuff we saw in the past, you know, being able to defend the pass. Um, but certainly they, they made the right move there. So they made their decision and uh, we'll see how these other guys react. Touched on Amari. He's a guy that could make that move back because yeah. of this. But I also think James Williams, we haven't seen him enough at UM yet. But I think once practices get going, he's going to be a guy that makes plays. They're going to be impressed by him. I was, I, I remember seeing him in high school, but what he did last year on film, seeing him, um, what he did there, I thought he took even a jump up from already being an impressive prospect. So I think he's going to bring something to the table at UM. And once again, even if he's not in that rotation, I think he's a guy to watch for throughout the year, but certainly a bright future, regardless of how his playing time goes. I think he's certainly a guy um, that, that, UM fans are certainly certainly be excited about. Yeah, I, I just hope for James that they at least have a sub package that includes him on third down. You know, I think that's a down where you want kind of as many defensive backs, quite frankly, as many safeties on the field as possible. And I think that's an opportunity to at least get his feet wet, get him on the field. So hopefully game one, you get that talent on the field in a sub package role in some way. What about the other safeties, right? Because um You've touched on James, the other young safeties, but there is Cam Kitchens, who's a freshman. There's Brian Balaam, who got some playing time last year when Miami was in a pinch. Uh, Keyshawn Washington, I think, took a nice step forward, you know, from what I thought he could be. Uh, I think he flashed a little bit in the spring. Um, 
how do you view these young guys? Do any of them have a chance to crack the playing rotation? I think if we're talking about that group, I think maybe Cam Kitchens is a guy to keep an eye on as just that steady, just a guy that gets yeah. it for being a young player. I think he's the one to watch for. Um, I wonder if he's going to, you know, he's got to make enough plays to be out there, not just be a steady guy, right? So sure. he's got to be a guy that can make plays, but he saw that we saw that in the spring game with that pick. So that's good that he, you know, came down with it. I like guys that come from top programs um, that are used to playing at high levels out of high school. So I think he's a guy. And I think if we're talking about the future at this point with a guy like Cam and maybe a guy like James, um, certainly yeah. both of them bring something different to the table, but Cam's, you know, uh, they've got other guys that can go with, um, so you mentioned the other guys, Brian Balaam, you know, played a lot towards the end or, you know, we saw more playing time as a, as a young guy uh, last year, a little bit. So, you know, Keyshawn Washington's been in the program. You touched on him. We saw from the spring. So I wouldn't say that they excite me as automatic starters when they're playing right. time, when it comes up, they still got a lot to prove. And I think it comes with opportunities, like you said, when they get on the field, but also special teams. I think defensive backs, linebackers, those are the top two positions that I always look for on special teams. Young players that got to make plays there. There's opportunities and um, you, you got to go make plays. And I think all of those guys, all these guys have chances to, to make plays if they're out there. Yeah, I'm intrigued if, if Brian Balaam can make a push. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know yet what to make of him, honestly. Um, but I do know that the coaching staff and, and even, you know, Bubba Bolden spoken highly of him for what he was thrown into thrown into the fire last year against Clemson and how he, you know, kind of kept his head above water, so to speak. So I think he's a guy to see how does he take the next step this fall camp. Yeah, and just kind of real quick uh, before we wrap this up, you touched on Isaiah Dunson. I am intrigued by him because of his length. I'm curious to see how he develops as a process, as a player. Again, I don't think he's going to be one of those top, you know, I think those top four guys are, are separating right. that corner, but I am intrigued by Isaiah. I touched on Marcus Clark, his ball, ball skills, but I'm curious to see if Isaiah can continue to develop physically and then also right. just kind of make more adjustments to the college game because I think, you know, if he continues to – you know, improve. I think he's a guy to look forward to in the future because you, again, he's got that length that you're looking for at the corner spot, particularly UM. They like that size in the back four there, uh, four or five. So, uh, we, we did not touch on strikers just real quick about yeah. strikers. Gilbert Frierson, we, we've not got a chance to talk about him. I think he's certainly a key to this team. Touched on Amari making the move back and forth. Um, but Gilbert, let's talk about Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. I mean, you know, he took a big step forward, I think, last year. That being said, I, I still think there's areas for him to clean up, particularly with, with tackling angles and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I think the thing that he constantly gets praise about from the UM coaching staff is how smart he is on the field. You know, his football intelligence is highly regarded on the team, and, and that matters. Um, so I think he's a guy that if he does take the next step, that that's definitely a good thing. I'm intrigued. I'm just, I'm not reporting this. I am not saying this at all. I'm intrigued. If Gilbert is going to get a look at weak side linebacker, you know, you, you, you give Keontre Smith a look there. I'd be curious to see what Gilbert can do in that role. And that would allow Amari Carter to kind of be the full-time striker. So that's, that's kind of, I, I, Gilbert needs to be on the field no matter what. I'm just curious what spot they put him at. And if he is, you know, he is a smart guy. He should be able to figure it out at, at weak side too. And he's longer to get off blocks than Keontre would, would, <clears throat> would be. Yeah, definitely. Plenty of things to watch for with the defensive backs during fall camp. No doubt about it. Plenty of guys to look for. We are back here with another preview of fall camp. We are taking a look at the special teams. A lot of guys to talk about. There's so many different aspects of special teams. We're going to name the best player of the group. Also a breakout player to watch for and a top freshman. David, who is the best player on special teams in your mind? Yeah, I think it's got to be Lou Headley, right? Uh, I think there's a chance he is the um, Ray Guy Award winner this year. So set an NCAA record for net punt uh, last year. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, he's kind of the easy pick. He's my pick as well. And I know that's not uh... – really fun pick for guys, uh, for fans, special teams, punting, but yeah, Lou Headley. I know that the coaching staff really, um, appreciates what he brings to the table. They, they talk about change, you know, turning the field around quite a bit and, um, 
being able to switch fields. And I know that that's such yeah, an important aspect matters. of it. It absolutely does. And, and so it will be important that they, they have that reliability because as you've seen in the college game, if you don't have that punter that's reliable, if you don't have a kicker that's reliable, it really can impact your team, regardless of how good you are on offense or defense. So it's a good thing to have Lou. I think he's their best guy as well. It'll be very curious to see how the other aspects go. Um, I want to talk about kicker. And that's where my top freshman, you know, I think Andres yeah. Baragales is going to be their, their best freshman on special teams. It sounds like he's going to win that job. I, I was a little surprised that Manny Diaz named the way he talked about him at ACC days um, and talked about him just because Camden Price is back. And I understand, you know, you expect Andres to, to go ahead and win the job, but I thought it seemed like he already appointed him uh, as opposed to letting the battle play out. Yeah. I mean, I think it just comes down to Andres you know, like his brother, Jose just has a special leg, right? Um, you know, I mean, this is corny and weird to say, but when, when I was watching Andreas just go through warmups for the spring game, you know, taking his various kicks, the ball just explodes off his foot, right? He's got that special ability. Um, you know, I, I think he has a chance to be one of the best freshman kickers in the country this year. And I think, you know, last year Miami had one of the special, best specialist duos in the country. And I think there's no reason to think Miami can't be, have a top 10 specialist duo in the country this year, assuming Andreas, you know, from a mentality standpoint, because that's so important at kicker, um, has it figured out. I think the mentality thing is what also, you know, the leg talent is obviously there, but I think that they're all really, you know, players, coaches are really impressed with Andreas, you know, Manny, Coach Diaz mentioned that, you know, he his ability to bounce back after a practice, tough practice, um, then has yeah. a scrimmage at Hard Rock, knocks a 53-yard field goal. So that moment stood out to Coach Diaz. And I think his bounce back ability is certainly very important for a kicker, a young kicker at that. So I think that's why they have a lot of confi confidence in him in addition to his talent. So I do think that. Also, top freshman, uh, you know, I'm going with the kicker there, but I think that there's other guys that could um, that are freshmen who could impact on special teams, whether it's coverage and things like that. I also think Richard Smith is a guy as a returner, potentially a punt returner yeah. or kick returner. That's a guy that can make an impact as well. Although all, I feel like all of these positions are going to be up in the air as far as who takes the returning um, spot. So I'm curious your thoughts on Burchard, maybe as a returner and maybe some other guys um, that you'd like to see at the return spots. I'm with you. I, I, I think there's a couple freshmen, um, that I'm intrigued by in these return roles. To me, it's just a matter of do the coaches trust freshmen in that job? I think Rashard definitely can be a kick returner for sure. I think he has ability to be a punt returner. I think Malik Curtis um, showed in high school, he can be a dynamic punt returner. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think those two freshmen definitely warrant a look to me. It's going to be like Malik, in my opinion, the best thing for him would be a redshirt year. So he's going to have to work against that. Um, but Brashard, you know, I think he's got a chance to make an impact on offense and on special teams. I'm also intrigued by Jalen Knighton. You know, if he is not the starting running back, which he certainly is in the mix for, I think he's a guy you need to get touches. You need to get the ball in his hands. So why not get him the ball on special teams? I'm not as jazzed up about Xavier Restrepo. I'm not as enthusiastic about Tyreek Stevenson, even though Tyreek had success doing it in high school. I'd rather see some of those young, dynamic, quick accelerators get a chance. So I went with Jalen Knight as my breakout special teams player, although I understand what you, um, if you got a freshman kicking and doing well, that could be certainly um, a potential there. So if I'm going Jalen Knighton, um, there, uh, you, you saw me talk about him at running back, but I, I do. I think if he's a guy that they put back there at kick return, I think he's got ability um, to make big plays. And I think that's what you want. I think they can increase their production at, at the kick return game. I like him better at kick returner than at punt returner. So um, we'll see how that shakes out. I think they like, you know, they could go Mike Harley at punt returner. Sure. I'm always big on guys getting roles in the, in the return game that don't have big roles in the offensive um, game plan. So yeah, I like to keep Mike at receiver. I'd like to put someone else in there. 
um, like a, a younger guy, like a talented guy, always like guys on offense. I think it's intriguing. It's always interesting when it, when a defensive player gets back there. You mentioned Tyreek Stevenson. Gervin Hall's a guy that they've looked at at punt return a little bit. I, I always find that interesting. I'm not as um, intrigued by that. I would, I would go a little yeah. bit more of the offensive guys. So we'll see. But I, I definitely think it's interesting. And I think fans are looking for that returner eh, coaches too, but they need I think they're it, yeah. looking for, for dynamic returners. Um, we have yeah. not seen that for a few years, so they've got to figure it out. And I know the coaches staff, the way they talked about it last year, coach Patkey talked about it quite a bit um, throughout the season. They know they've got to be better um, in the return game, get more production, get more yards, because that certainly helps out the offense um, getting closer to the end zone. So any way you can get guys on there, I think Jalen Knight's a guy you touched on some Rashard Smith, um, and Malik there. So there's you certainly know Brichard, other things too. Like you covered Brichard in high school. Does he have the steadiness needed, you know, as a freshman to, to do that job in your opinion? Yeah, I think he gets it. I, I think he saw more even at kick return because they, at Palmetto, they had Mike Jackson um, that could, right. that was really good at return. So it even, even as dynamic as Brichard is or was in high school, um, even he had a little bit more limited stuff because they had another guy that could do it. So, and normally you don't see that um, teams with multiple guys that could do well at that. But yeah, you know, I saw Brashard Smith, a big time game against South Dade, return to kick opening kickoff for a score. So he definitely has ability. I'm looking forward to see how all of his skills, not just a returner, but offensively as well, how it um, translated into college, looking forward to seeing him. And I think special teams will be certainly intriguing, very interesting how this shakes out. We touched on linebackers as well as the defensive backs. Those guys are important on special teams, coverage, yeah. uh, making plays. I touched on some young guys like a James Williams um, has a chance on special teams, go make plays, uh, particularly in coverages uh, on kick returns. So um, definitely intrigued to see how this group, um, how special teams work. If there's anybody that can specialize in blocking kicks or punts, that would be big time as well. No doubt. Leonard Taylor, Jared Harrison Hunt, those big guys with basketball backgrounds, get them up the middle. So definitely, definitely keys to watch forward the season. That'll wrap up our series going into fall practices, fall camp, plenty of information beyond inside the U.com. Thanks everybody for watching this entire series. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed those previews. Um, fall camp should be exciting. Should be fun. Always news coming out of the first few days of fall camp. Excited to get back out there covering the team. Um, again, wanted to highlight the home field apparel deal we will be offering uh, to our listeners uh, with the promo code inside the U when you check out at homefieldapparel.com uh, when they drop their Miami collection this Saturday at noon. So get you some Miami gear, get you get you some Miami gear at a good price at 15% off at homefieldapparel.com. Till next time. Take care, guys.